at the beginning of Let yeah. It Go starts, yeah. you hear mm-hmm. you hear the inhale and the yeah. whispers, and not just mm. from kids, but like from the gays, from the gays. <laughs> <laughs> Very bad. My name's Quincy. And my name's Kevin. And this is Sentimental Men from Theaterly. We are here to talk, and maybe scream, about our favorite women in musical theater. Happy Wicked Day, everyone. Happy Wicked Day, but also happy second birthday to Sentimental Men, the podcast. Did we launch on Wicked Day? We did. It was Wicked Day 2020. Oh, wow. Happy birthday, Kevin. Thank you. I'm so... I'm not in the mood to be sappy today. That's okay. I don't need to be sappy, but I will just say it's been a fun two years, and I'm excited for this next upcoming chapter because I think we're going to be doing some really cool stuff with Auntie Theaterly. Yeah, it has been a very fun two years. How are you celebrating Wicked Day? Are you going to do anything on... We're recording this before Wicked Day, obviously. Yeah. We do need to go back and see Wicked. I know. Let's do that before we leave for the holidays. As far as I know, here a week out, I do not have any Wicked Day plans. Do you? Mm, I mean, I really am hankering to see Wicked, and I've been holding off because I feel like I've seen it too many times without you. Not that that's a rule that that's we have. That's Nor do I think no, it should make be it a, a rule, rule that we have. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it just feels like if I go too many times seeing Wicked without Kevin, it feels a little cheater vibes. But if you're not committed to seeing it with me before Christmas, then I guess I will have to make do and go with someone else. I was going to say that I am going on a trip next month and I'm yep. going to be in London. And I'm like, do I do I like DM Lucy Jones and be like, hey, girl. Wait, yeah, you should totally should. Lucy Jones, if you're listening to this. Which she may be. Kevin's going to come and see you, Lucy. <laughs> um, that'd be super fun. Wait, you should have to see it while it's in London. Yeah, I hope to. How was your week? Did you do anything fun? Um, Bad and no. How was yours? It was fun. I went to Rhode Island for the weekend. There are a couple things I want to hit on with these listeners. I went to Rhode Island uh, for the weekend. It so happened that I had this fall weekend planned. And also then Taylor Swift announced an album and it was perfect. I had this Mm. great Taylor Swift weekend. Listen to the album. If you haven't listened to Midnight's yet, please do. But on this Wicked Day, I would like to talk about Wicked's Next Door Neighbor, (laughs) K-pop the musical on Broadway. (laughs) Everyone, I went to the first preview of K-pop, which, and I met Brie, friend of the pod, Brie is working on K-pop. Oh my God. Forgive me, I forget what specifically she's doing on K-pop, but she was at the first preview and we finally got to meet in real life, which was so fun. But K-pop is so good and you'll love it, Kevin. I think I know, I can't wait. I can't wait. It's on, it's on my list for between Thanksgiving and and Christmas. Yeah, I saw it a bunch of times when it was off-Broadway five years ago at Ars Nova because I was ushering there at the time and I fell in love with it then. This Broadway iteration is very different than it was off-Broadway. Very different. A lot of the same songs are there. The best song, arguably, in the show, they have changed so that it's now played on a stereo in the Broadway iteration and it's not performed live. Mm. That is criminal. If anyone involved with K-pop is listening to this, there's still time. You're still in previews. Please change that because Wind Up Doll is the name of the song. should be performed live. It can't be reduced to just being played on a stereo. It's just such a good song and deserves a live performance. And I really hope that when I go back to K-pop on November 11th, because I already have tickets to go again, that... (laughs) that song is being performed live. But the whole thing is so great. Luna was really impressive. She's the K-pop star who's mm-hmm. leading in it. I didn't really have any expectations going in, but walked out blown away by her performance. I'm very excited. After you see Wicked, see a matinee of Wicked and then- Oh my God, a double square. feature. That would be fun. Yeah. Who are we talking to today, Kevin? 
Uh, Quincy, we're talking to Alyssa Joy Fox today. This has been a long time coming. I think that Alyssa was one of the first few green girls that started interacting us like on social back when we launched the podcast like two years ago. I feel like pretty early on is when we started interacting with her. And so it feels really cool to have her on the pod, especially now that she is currently the Broadway standby. She has been with Wicked for over a decade. Long time. Long time, which Kevin will break down for us. <laughs> All right, so Ms. Fox first joined the Wicked family in 2010 in the San Francisco company. She was the Alphaba understudy in the closing cast. After the San Francisco production closed from 2012 to 2015, Alyssa was going in and out of the second national tour as the Alphaba standby. Before in 2015, when she made her principal debut on the second national tour. From 2016 to 2017, she was in the Wicked Broadway company as the Alphaba standby. And then, uh, from 2018 to 2020, she was in Frozen on Broadway as the Elsa standby. The second Elsa we've had on the pod. The second Is that correct? Elsa, yeah. yeah. After the Broadway shutdown in 2021, Ms. Fox was back on the second national tour of Wicked as an emergency cover. She oh, also- wow, so she did the whole run of Frozen Broadway? She did the whole run, yeah. So we, she was in the second national tour as an emergency cover, December 2021. And then from July 2022 until right now, which is October 2022, Alyssa has been back in the Broadway company of Wicked as the Alphabet standby, which honestly, I love the transition of power from Jenny DeNoia to Alyssa Joy Fox. <laughs> yeah. The transition of the cushy gig from Jenny DeNoia to Alyssa Fox. When one Supreme leaves, the other Supreme rises. Like that's, <laughs> that's such a powerful handoff. I also love that we've had the current Alphaba principal and the current Alphaba standby now on our little pod. Yes. And we also, we had Lindsay oh, and wow. Jenny. Oh, yeah. Is this going to be a thing that we start doing? I guess that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> and that brings us to today, October to today. 2022. I saw her like a month ago, probably at this point. Oh, so yeah. I'm very that's excited right. to talk to her after seeing her so fresh. Before we get into that, in these wicked apps, we do stuck on SJB, right? Do you oh. have one? Oh, do I have one? Yes. <laughs> So this stuck on SJB, I'm happy because as I have mentioned before, there are a finite amount of videos of Stephanie J. Block on YouTube. And so sometimes finding the stuck on SJB is like a very deep dive, which I obviously love. But since the last time we recorded, Ms. Block is back on Broadway. And so- and she has been doing press, well, I feel like. Well, that is literally the first bullet point on my discussion is- if <laughs> Actually? There's, if, yes, if there's one thing Stephanie J. Block is gonna do, it's nail it at a press event. She is so good at press. She's good at sound bites. She's good at like the banter of it all. She's so good. Sure. I do, yeah. She is one of those that it comes across that they genuinely enjoy doing those kinds of press moments. Yeah, sometimes, which is fun because you don't want to watch someone who doesn't want to be there do an interview or something, you know? Yeah, she's a joy to watch. I should just say, because I didn't say, right now I am referencing the Into the Woods revival cast performance on the Today Show is the, the video How that I'm How amazing That's, that we get Stephanie J. Block on the Today Show on the t in 2022. I'm so thankful. <laughs> and I love that gift. it was like Sarah Bareilles opened this, this musical. 
Hall, who is like a global Did they do the Today superstar. Show for the opening cast? Well, no, because it was like Broadway week, I think. So like all that's why all the Broadway shows were on that week. But I just love that like Stephanie J. Block as the leading lady or one of the the two leading ladies in Into the Woods is getting to like carry the show through its press tour. I think it's great. The second thing that I noticed when watching this video is they show a production photo of Stephanie and Sebastian and like they're facing each other and she's kind of like grabbing his face, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. kind of like teasingly almost. And it's just such a cute picture. And I feel like it really encapsulates the energy of watching them as like real husband and wife do the show together. Mm -hmm. Last night was Sebastian's last performance in Into the Woods. I He's know. He's a baker no more. I know. And Brian Darcy James is coming back, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's an interesting combination. I would like to hear him and Stephanie J. Block sing together. Have they done something together before? Why do I think they have? Was it like a city center thing? No, maybe it's just because she sings What Is It About Her? That mm. I'm thinking that. Because in my head, when I read that, I was like, oh, that's going to be cute. They're going to like reunite. But now I'm like, wait, I don't think they actually have, at least that I know of, done anything together. Hmm. Another thing that I love about this video is Stephanie J. Block, I feel like, has a very decidedly wide and grounded stance as the baker's wife. I just like love the physical choice that she makes because it's so opposite of like, I feel like the way she kind of like stands and moves in real life. And it's like, of course, Miss Stephanie J. Block has like a movement vocabulary for this character. I mean, that whole performance was so thrilling. I don't know, there was such an energy because those morning show performances don't always, I think, translate very well when you yeah. watch them online later. But that performance really stood out as like being very, there was just something about the buzz of the cast together and they were all in sync. It was really great. Yeah. And especially with like this show, like cutting down the prologue into like a little capsule performance for a TV show is really hard. And I thought that it like, they did such a good job with it. Anyways, all of this is to say one of my favorite, it's like right up there with Justifies the Beans for me. One of my favorite moments in Into the Woods is when the baker's wife goes, the hair, because it's such like a throwaway line, but it's always fun to hear how the baker's wife places it. Cause it's like, kind of just like, it's like right in a lot of people's like mixy mm -hmm. place. And mm -hmm. I am happy to say that Ms. Block, Ms. J. Block, gives us a solid mix and a healthy spin in a way that it's like, she has no business putting all of that into a tiny little throwaway two-word line, but she does. It's never a throwaway when it's Stephanie J. Block. That's exactly right. It's never a throwaway. <laughs> she is like, uh, you know, I'm going to butcher this, which is bad, but you know when they say like, this is sensitive because of Into the Woods, but like, isn't it like when you kill a cow, you use every part of it? Am I making this up? I mean, I've never heard that, but sure. Terrible analogy. Anyway, that's Stephanie J. Block. When you hand her a script, that is Stephanie J. Block. She says, I have to use every single part of this script to tell this story. And that's the way to do it. That's that She's Virgo energy. Part I know cow. it. She's <laughs> using every single part of the cow. The cow, the cape, the slipper, and the hair. Okay, should we go talk to Alyssa Joy Fox? I think we should.
Alyssa Fox is here with us today. Thank yes, you so much for joining. Finally, It's my pleasure. I know, finally, after all this time. Yeah, this has been in the works for a while. We've been circling each other, and you sent us in a Two Truths and a Lie for an episode a while back. Right. Do you remember? Yes, yeah. I absolutely Which do we will remember. get to. Yeah. Because we have questions. Yeah, because we need the stories behind the truths. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we start every interview with how did Wicked come into your life as a real person, not as actress Alyssa Fox? I'm trying to remember the first time. It was definitely the the cast album. Mm-hmm. And I, I wasn't really a theater person before Wicked, actually. Really? <laughs> kind okay. of. Um, in, in a way, I, I grew up singing in church and, and I knew that I wanted to be a singer, but I didn't really know how that would translate to like a career. Mm. But I heard the cast album for the first time and I, I was just like, I heard Adina sing and mm-hmm. they had to define gravity. And I was just like, this is what I want to do. It was like immediate, like, I'm going to do yeah. this kind of thing. Do you remember what juncture of your life you were at? I was, I think in my, I had just left high school. I just graduated high school. Okay. And I got it maybe like a year or two late from when it came out. Because, <laughs> you know, I was behind not being a theater person. But I yeah, think, yeah, yeah. I, I don't even know how I came across it. I don't remember if it was a friend that shared it with me and was like, check this out. You should sing this. Yeah. or whatever. Because how does a Broadway cast album get in your orbit if you're not a theater kid? Exactly. And it, it was very much like, what is this world? Like, I always knew Broadway's a thing, but Wicked mm-hmm. specifically, like, was like, I felt a very strong pathway into that world. Yeah. And where did you grow up? Dallas. Or a suburb of Dallas. Dallas. I was born in Dallas, but okay. I grew up in Garland, Texas. Okay, so when did theater become a thing if you weren't a theater person, when did you decide to pursue it? I was always a performer. I always wanted to sing. And I was kind of trying to figure out how to do that after I was, you know, getting out of high school, going into college. And I thought maybe I would do like vocal performance or choir something or other. Like I really mm-hmm. enjoyed that kind of singing with other people and the way that that feels live with an audience. And so yeah. um, I I always knew Broadway was a thing, but I didn't know. I thought maybe, oh, you have to like dance and I've never done that. And I was <laughs> terrible at that. So I, I never knew that it would be. That's a popular Alphaba response. Towards <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you, it's, that's rough. She's not a dancer. So, so it was kind of like I went to school and I went to Oklahoma City University. And I, at that okay. point, I was like, oh, I want to, I want to do musical theater because I, then I was just like really absorbing every piece of musical theater that I could get my hands on. And mm-hmm. when I first started college, so it was really. What else was like on your on your iPod shuffle at that point? Ooh. What other musicals were you Oh my god, that's a great question cuz it was it was just I was saturated in it. I really like indie rock music, but it just like took me out of that for a second. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just listening to musicals. My my friend Neil and I had had this thing where we would basically listen to a new musical that we had never heard every week. That's, oh, that's very fun. theater kid of you. It's very theater. And I was like a late bloomer <laughs> with the theater kid thing. But yeah. so it was just like all at once. I was just kind of like, this is my life. But like Millie, <laughs> Millie was big. Belt along to that a whole cast album. Yeah. Sure. That was big. Yeah. Anything like Sutton Foster was so fun because I was just like, this is so like joyful and and uh, exciting. And then of course, like Jekyll and Hyde. <laughs> You know? So you knew you were a belteress from the start. Parade. Like, we're going through all the things, you know? Exactly. I I was most drawn to the things that I just enjoyed singing. And especially, like, in the car. Like, I would just go balls to the wall in the car. 
driving from Oklahoma City to Dallas every weekend, but just like belting out any any possible random Mm -hmm. obscure musical theater song that I found. So were you studying theater in school? I was. It was a music major, so it was a little different, but I was supposed to learn dancing there, and I did not. I was just not a good student. I eventually dropped out, and we'll get to that because the reason was that I wanted to audition for other things. Oh, or outside okay, okay. of school. Mm. Yeah. Well, that's a natural segue because then we want to know the first audition for Wicked. How did it even come about and what was the thought process then? I have a really interesting story because I got cast initially from a non-equity cattle call. Right. Oh, and I had yeah. never. Talk yeah. About that. Okay. So I was, I had already, I knew that I wanted to go and do Broadway and audition for Broadway and get into that world. But I was in Was school. that the thought when you initially went to school for music or yes. what did you think you were going to do? Okay. Uh, that's it. Eventually I went to community college for a year and I didn't really know what mm-hmm. I was going to do. And then I got really like into musical theater then. And I was like, okay, well, I would like to go to a university for this. You know, took gotcha. out way too much in loans to go to a private school (laughs) that I eventually dropped out of because I wanted to like work. So I was just kind of like, I I learned by doing in a way that I was just like, this is not for me. So Mm -hmm. I kind of, I I didn't have a lot of money at all. And I had never been to New York City before, but I saw on playbill.com. Ever heard of it? Playbill.com slash jobs. That's exactly what it was. Filter. (laughs) Yeah. All those. Yeah. And that's how I found the first, like the non-equity cattle call. And it was just kind of like a general blanket come this day to Telsey casting when it was right there. And yeah. Come and uh, audition. And I, I guess I had no frame of reference for any of that. I had semi done one Rocky Horror picture show that was technically like an equity show. I was in the ensemble. I danced, but it was the time warp. (laughs) (laughs) That's the cap. (laughs) That's about the dancing that I could. That's about the level. Instructions in the song. Like, (laughs) yes, yes. So when you were going into the non-equity call, were you like, I'm dead set on booking this? Or were you just, well, I'll try it and see what happens? It was like it was going to happen. Like really? I knew. It's like I knew. Like uh, I, okay. I, and I didn't have a lot of money. So I was like, okay, I'm going to fly up to New York for the first time. My best friend lived there at the time. I lived here at the time um, on St. Mm-hmm. Mark's. And I flew in. It was like, you know, like a $500 plane ticket in the fall of 2008. Wow. Yeah. What a time. What Manny a time Gonzalez to be alive. probably Alphaba on Broadway. She probably was, but I couldn't afford a ticket to go see the show. So the first show I ever saw was Miss Allie Trim in 13, the musical <gasps> on Broadway. Oh my because they had a rush, and I was like, I can afford that. Let's go there. And so oh, it's not fun. So now she's Does the she know that story now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was like the first thing I said to her. I was like, you were my first Broadway show. <laughs> so it's like full circle. So I I had no idea what I was getting into. So so I was going to, I just came in town for maybe two days. I was going to fly back the next day. Wore like a cocktail dress and it was like raining Mm -hmm. outside and they made you line up outside of Uh (laughs) on the street. And there was like a line. And this was just a general call. Mm -hmm. You didn't know, you weren't like Alphaba, right? No, it was general. So there were, there were like, (laughs) maybe, I, I don't feel like I'm exaggerating by saying that there were about 500 people there. Waiting in oh the rain, out in the line, out on the street, yeah. going around the corner, you know, going to the wow. bathroom at the McDonald's across the street. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so real dedication. Vibes. Real dedication. And so I get in there finally, you know, after being like freezing in the cold in this cocktail dress, and 
I go up and it's a bunch of different rooms and each one has like a casting associate, I guess, in it. I, I don't remember. I had, mm-hmm. I just was like, I don't know what this is. I'm just going to do whatever they tell me. I imagine it was probably pretty cool to be in like a real audition. It was. It was because I just was just like, what is this? And, and, and for a few years, I was like, this is how auditions go. And I got in there and they were like, can you sing? Like, we'd like you all to like sing um, eight bars acapella. Of anything yep. you want? Yeah. What did you sing? I say I had just done Little Women at OCU. And I did uh-huh. the end of Astonishing. Uh, classic. <laughs> and then like, and then like, they were like, okay, that's good. We'll send you to the other room with uh, Craig Burns, the casting director. And so I sang for mm-hmm. him and he was like, can you sing some of this alphabet stuff for me? And I was like, sure. And then I went wow, home. Wow, so he saw that in you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wow, that's really It was cool. cool. But it was one of those things where I was like, my mom was like, are you sure you want to spend your money and go up there and do this audition? I was like, mom, if, if I do this, I'm going to play Alphaba. She was like, okay, great. Wow, I love it, there that. Was like a very, it was a very sure thing. In my right. head, and, and you had known the show at this point already, <laughs> mm-hmm. so I'm assuming I was you had some, like, incredibly attached. Yes, and I had seen it on tour in Dallas at that point. I'm just like so obsessed with the fact that like there wasn't even a doubt in your mind, and then like not only did it come true, like eventually it came true like that day. Kind of. It took me about a year and a half to actually get the job. Like, like, I, I flew was... back a few times, but yeah, yeah th- that was yeah. the initial one, though. Yeah. Okay, so what was the journey after that initial audition? Like, did you get any feedback or anything after that audition? Yeah, they were like, we would love to call you back at a later time. You know, they were kind of, at one point, they they kind of put the Nessa Rose material in front of me and was like, mm-hmm. can you sing this? And I think I was too, like, yeah. quirky for that or something or loud. I don't Which know. Which might be the loud. delineation because I feel like we hear a lot from Alphabas where when they are auditioning, they kind of get put in this Nessa Rose or Alphaba right. zone. Mm-hmm. Right. Is being quirky what brings you to Alphaba? <laughs> I don't know, but there's something there. Yeah. I feel yeah. like. Because I understand like singing wise, if you can sing Alphabet, you can sing Nessa Rose. Yes. And I feel like Nessa's just a little bit chiller. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I guess <laughs> some of the Alphabas, we, it, we're loud. Nessa Rose is more buttoned up, I feel like. She is more buttoned up. She is more yeah. like, I know the rules. I'm going to follow them. Mm-hmm. And Alphabet's mm-hmm. more like, <laughs> and I feel very, I've always felt very, Mah! so. <laughs> and thus, they were like, oh, I did the Nessa Rose material. Like, they were just like, go out there and read it for a second and then come back in uh-huh. here and, and do the material. And I did it and they were like, okay, no, the pick up the alphabet material again. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. So, so it was, oh, yeah. And I was like, well, I knew that. I was like, I don't want to be yeah. Nessa Rose. I want to sing the <laughs> Alphabet songs. Like, that's my character. She was bullied, too. I want to be her. She was bullied, too. (laughs) For being quirky. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So what was the next phase of auditions that brought you to Alphabet? So I was working at a uh, Tivana in in Penn Square Mall in Oklahoma City. Wow, that's a throwback, Tivana. (laughs) I'm telling you, Starbucks bought them, and now they do not exist, basically. Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah. But yes, I was working at the mall at the time, but I was... They, every time that Craig Birds would call, would call me personally on my cell phone, wow. being like, hey, 
can you be here next week to sing mm. for the team again or to read and sing for the team? And I was like, yeah, of course. Were you auditioning for other things at this time? Or no, this was it. The eggs okay. were in the basket. That was <laughs> gotcha. it. And that and that was after that first initial audition, the open call, I I had like got a taste and then like Craig Burns was like, we're going to call you back at a later date. Mm. I didn't, he was like, You're it could hooked. be an, yeah. And I was just like, okay, I'm out of school now. I just like immediately was just like, I'm done with school. I'm just going to like put my eggs in this basket and make sure it happens. So it was really. Okay. So yeah. So you dropped out of school after that audition. I dropped out of school after that initial open call audition. And then I worked at the T-Bonnet in the mall for a year and a half. And then I finally, like maybe my like fifth or sixth time flying back and forth to New York, they had me do some dancing and I did some dancing, (laughs) dancing. And, um, and they were like, okay. And I booked that same day. I think Craig called me and was like, Hey, congratulations. We would like you to be, uh, alphabet understudy in the ensemble in San Francisco. And that was 2010. And they said, you have two days to move to San Francisco. They always seem Um, to say that. (laughs) Yeah. You would think you'd have a little bit more, uh, time it's crazy to me because we keep hearing stories like this and it's crazy to me that actors are just like yeah okay you're just expected to do and they do because like nobody's gonna like pass up that it's wicked yeah yeah yeah. it's wicked it was like my eggs were there like right gotta go get them them hatch right (laughs) chickens okay so you had two days (laughs) you fly to san francisco is this your first so Rocky Horror happened. Would you say this was your first like big leagues job? Oh, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. I was okay, extremely green. Okay, so what was the expectations green. versus reality? I was yeah. so green and I had no idea what I was doing. I had to like learn the rules. Nobody like gives you like a rule sheet or like this is mm-hmm. etiquette, theater etiquette. Right. I had just never done that. I wasn't like a theater kid like a theater kid kid. And so yeah, I kind yeah, of yeah. had to learn it later while everyone oh, else knew lot, what they were there's doing. there's a lot of like- There was a lot, that, exactly. <laughs> like warm up in the dressing rooms and like you literally will mm-hmm. get written up and fined if you are late this many times or, you know, yeah, just yeah, like yeah. so many things. Did you have a mentor in that cast that kind of took you under their wing? I think some of them were super irritated with me. <laughs> 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 because I came in and like I said, I danced. Um, and so they were kind of trying to teach me the ensemble track and they were like, oh, this girl has no idea what she's doing. Why? They were probably like, why the hell did she get hired? Anyways, so I was being taught and I didn't know what a Sinead turn was. And so how do you put a person into an ensemble that doesn't even know what that is? So I think Mm -hmm. they, they switched some of the ensemble tracks around Really? And it I don't think some of the ensemble members enjoyed that because it was just like, oh, oh. this girl can't dance. Let's make everyone else do the harder work. But also kind of fierce that you were special yeah, enough to make accommodations glamorous. for. I guess I think back about it now and I'm like, well, I would be upset if that were me too. Like those girls were <laughs> right. And now one of my one of my best friends, Lauren Houghton, who is she was out in San Francisco with me and we were also on the tour that whole time. Mm-hmm. She didn't like me at first, and I think we got really close after she was like, oh, you just didn't – she just didn't know. I just didn't know anything. She was just a kid. I was yeah. just yeah, yeah, a yeah. kid, a bright-eyed, bushy-tailed kid with, you know, <laughs> very brave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, very brave, but it was – And yeah. you went on as Alphabet while you were understudying. I went on right? the day after my put-in. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I went on the day after my put-in, my Alphabet put-in. 
It's always Somehow. so chaotic. There's never like it's an so easy alphabet no. debut story. <laughs> no, it was crazy. And at least I had a put in, you know what I mean? Because later on, right. you know, I didn't really have many put ins yeah. since then. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, so so that was that was kind of my journey getting into it. And the first person I, the first alphabet I understudied for was Eden Espinoza. And she was amazing. And, and that was just incredible. Cause like how many times did I listen to once upon a time from Brooklyn? Right. Like at that stereo? point as Hello? a theater kid, I'm yeah. sure Eden was a thing for you. Absolutely. And she had already done like a few runs as alphabet. So it was just like, yeah. Ooh, I can like learn things from her. And I did. She was like a masterclass and like, this is how you can do alphabet without yeah. completely Do you have like yourself. one Eden memory that sticks out to you? I know I'm putting you on the spot. <laughs> no. I remember the first week I was there and I think I was shadowing backstage for my mm-hmm. new ensemble track that I was coming into and they had me watch right there on the side and you can kind of see during Defying Gravity they were like okay you're going to watch for the ensemble members to come out at the end and I was like okay mm-hmm. but I got to watch the entire Defying Gravity from the side during the show and mm-hmm. when she just seeing the way she got up and got into the lift and just sang her soul out was mm-hmm. so incredible and I was like absolutely moved to tears just like sitting there like right. trying mm-hmm. to hide from the stagehands like sobbing you know <laughs> especially at that stage in your career I imagine oh yeah really and I was just like it. I can't believe that I'm here right now it was very much like I, I mean this is almost 13 years later but I'm yeah I'm still like it, it's, it's still emotional for me you know somehow wow. somehow that's yeah, still yeah. emotional for me okay so that's a good segue because this happened you were understudying in San Francisco in 2010 2010 that that's right it is now 2022 Alyssa Fox and you are the current <laughs> alphabet standby on Broadway yeah. <laughs> I am <laughs> It's just so such let, a long journey. My, I, what is my So I don't want to jump to the end. <laughs> I don't want to jump to the end yet because I feel like the journey is very interesting. So 2010 happened and then you went to the second national tour as standby in 2012, 12. I believe. 12. 12. Yep. So what was that two years in between? Was there talk? Did you think your Wicked Journey was done? Were you wanting to continue on? I had to. What was I had, vibe? I, had, I think I had gone in another couple times. I was auditioning for other things. I got an agent at that point when I moved to New York okay. for the first time. Because you were like, we are San doing Francisco this theme thing now. Yes. Like that, that, was, okay. that was it. And people were like, oh, you're okay. going to work. You know, like move to New York, mm-hmm. get an agent. You're going to work. I didn't work for like yeah. two years, mm-hmm. you know? So Mm -hmm. it was very difficult and money is very hard in New York, especially when you, I had never had money before, so I didn't really know how to keep money. (laughs) So it was a rough, (laughs) it was a rough two years. So I worked, I I was a nanny. I love doing that. I love kids. And I also worked at an Argo tea in Columbus Circle. I think those are still around. I really like tea. tea. I know, I really am. I don't drink coffee. It's only tea. From from like going to be your second act. You're going to open a tea shop. Tea. I I would actually love that. I mean, I'm not much of a business person, but uh, look, she has other. Skills. We can make it happen, Alyssa. Yeah. Great, perfect, perfect. <laughs> okay, so this two years you were actively auditioning. Yes, and doing like day jobs. You know, gotcha. but I wasn't, and I think I was doing so much. I was doing the grind, and I was yeah. auditioning, mm-hmm. and nothing was hitting. Nothing mm-hmm. was hitting. Which has got to be I frustrating like, after coming off of Wicked. Yes, because it was like I was at a hundred, and then I had to go back down, 
and then kind of figure out what a this pathway looked like for me without mm-hmm. money. <laughs> right. Without time, you know, without um guidance. I kind of yeah, was yeah. just doing it like I an artistic fulfillment too, I think. And I really missed that because that was so like doing alphabet is so meaty. And I, I'm sure you've heard so many girls say this, but it's like once you do that, everything else is easy. Mm-hmm. But I am so addicted to the challenge. And you've said before that you're addicted to playing alphabet. I am. It's like a drug. <laughs> it's like upsetting how much I still love it after like that like is not said. a common take that we get from the alphabets. I I love it. I don't know why, but I love it. I feel like I, I'm, I'm built for it. Like my voice is yeah. built for it, and and I've seen <laughs> the crazy stuff that happens to these poor alpha buzz, and and it's right difficult. On. And I'm kind of like, okay, I know what the job entails. Mm-hmm. So how did you get back to the tour after those oh, two right. years? So we're kind of going all over the place here, but um, no, you're good. I'm I, just trying to think of theaterly, anti-theaterly. We call no, that's her. great. <laughs> just like keep it anti-theaterly. We love you, auntie. Hopefully, she gives I us good you, Christmas present. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thanks, theaterly. Um, but okay, so I I did a couple auditions. One time, I went in for them as like a callback. Um, and they were like, okay, we'll call you back for, I think it's, it was for the national tour, um, okay. for, cause there were two at this point, right? Yes. Yeah. I'm not sure which one it was for, but, uh, okay. but it was for a ensemble member again, an understudy. And gotcha. I went in and there, it, there was another dance call and there was like a partnering. Cause I think they were at that point, they were like, we're not going to move around the tracks again. So it was a partnering thing. So I go into this dance call trying to do these partnering lifts and I have my leg up. I thought it was in the air, but they were like, okay. <laughs> they were like, okay, um, that's it. Can you just put your leg a little bit further? And I was like, that's as far that's as it goes. It, that's it. And they were like, great. We'll call you back when a standby position opens up. <laughs> so you can stretch while you're backstage. Right, exactly. Exactly. Oh yeah. I, and so I've kind of resigned myself to being like, okay, I have other strengths. <laughs> One of them is not to put my leg up in the air while being lifted. You know, like there are, there are so many other girls who do those amazing things with dance. and I But also, like, I don't know, when I think of like a career trajectory, I think kind of being put in that, oh, she's not going to be ensemble understudy. We're going to put her in the standby bucket is kind of an elevation on a career. Oh, yeah, right? absolutely. I mean, if yeah. I, okay. I, my goal was to have like a principal contract and and okay. standby is a principal contract. I I wanted yeah. to do that. My, my goal was not to be an ensemble member. I knew that I... That was not like <laughs> that was what I end. was good at, <laughs> you know, like that was not what I was good at. And I have so much deep respect for anyone who could do anything right. more than me. Dancers are yeah. blow my mind. Yeah, um, totally. So the very minimal stuff I could do didn't mm-hmm. really work in that audition. <laughs> so I so did you have to re-audition for standby or did mm-hmm. they just call you? Okay. I had to re-audition. I think every time they had me re-audition. Every time until when? I'm assuming that stopped at some point. It stopped after... I didn't have to like audition. When I was on tour and I was the standby. I was the standby for two uh-huh. and a half years. Mm-hmm. Then they bumped me to lead out there on tour. But mm-hmm. it took a while 
two and a half years I was there and I really wanted And were you like advocate? Because Jenny Denoya told us that while she was standing for a long time, she started kind of internally advocating, being like, hey, I would love to be bumped up to lead. Absolutely. Is that something you were doing? Yes. Okay. And to this day, I'm still doing it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Like is end goal, like do you want to do this principle on Broadway, you think? I can't tell you how, I can't tell you how much I want it. Oh. Really? I can't tell you how much still. I want it. Still. Like I said, wow. I still love it. Like if the second I stop loving it, I'll be like, I'm out. Bye. Yeah, yeah. But I still, there's something in me that is still so close <laughs> to my heart. Yeah. And I think you so, and Jenny are alike in that way. We are. And we kind of both moved up the ranks, you know, yeah. over <laughs> over a more than a decade. You know decade what I mean? Decade plus. And I yeah. stood by for her three times. <laughs> Oh my god! So, and then you two were like trading places on yes, Broadway. Yes, I know. <laughs> so crazy. So yeah, I think there's all these there's all these Alphabet girls too that you're just like yeah I I know you or I've understudied you or you know we were all kind of very like we knew yeah. each other's journeys. So it, it was yeah. neat looking at Jenny like oh she has advocated for herself in a way and has achieved those goals that she wanted to achieve for herself. And so it was a wonderful like example of like, oh, I can do this. I am able to achieve those goals that I put myself forward for. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I did get bumped to lead on tour. And that was And was like, it <sighs> how long, like after you had decided as standby on tour, I want to do lead and I'm going to start advocating for myself. Was it a struggle to get bumped up to lead or did it happen kind of naturally and organically? It was a struggle. Okay. I mean, I had stood by for a few girls. And because standby mm-hmm. on tour is harder than it is on Broadway, just because, just like um, psychologically, I feel like, because there's not a, there's not a Glinda standby out there. There's only an Alphabet standby. Oh, and so, I, I realized that. And then if you don't go on for a while, you're just kind of isolated, traveling from city to city, oh, not really having yeah. a purpose because you're not like actively mm. in the show. So all the experiences of everyone else that you're traveling around with, you're not participating mm-hmm. actively in the things that are happening. The whole reason that we're on the tour, you know? So it was just like yeah. kind of messes with your head. I was just like, if I don't do this, you know, I'm going to lose it. And so there was, it was hard for a while being a standby on the tour. Now I'm kind of like, I know, like, I enjoy being a standby. I actually do. Right. I really like Especially it. in New York, if you live here. It's like great. It's you know. Nice yeah. It, yeah. Yes. Not bad at all. And the, sharing the dressing room with the girls is so wonderful. And I and it is it is different on Broadway than mm-hmm. it is on tour. So how did you find out that you got bumped up on tour? How did I find out? <laughs> yeah, I know. I think my agent at the time called me and was like, Hey, so uh, do you want to stick around that tour a little longer? I was like, oh yeah, sure. And I knew that it was, I knew that it was opening up, and I was like, oh, oh okay. yeah, sure. You know, hypothetically, yeah, I absolutely. <laughs> like, you know that I want this. And he was like, okay, so there. So how do you feel about playing Alpha Bay eight times a week? And I was like, I want to do it. <laughs> Give me that. So, Where and do then, I sign? It I was love the so, dramatics that so, agents use to deliver news. <laughs> Sometimes they're just like, "Who? How can I say this in the most dramatically possible?" And I live yeah. for it. I love because the then you get those like nobody's ever like camera phones weren't as much of a thing in two thousand eight. But if somebody sure. like no one's recording you, so if somebody recorded me while I got those calls, it would have been like yeah, you know, the sobbing, the falling down, the like laughing, the screaming. It would have been all that stuff. So <laughs> yeah, so it and was doing like it my as principal. Me. Did you notice like what was the difference between now having to do it eight times a week as opposed to being a standby? And was it an easy transition for you? It was because I already had a relationship with the 
cast. The stamina was something that you obviously have to work up to. It's different doing like a one-off every week or two show, you know, and mm-hmm. to doing it eight times a week. That's, it's just so much more energy. For Alphaba, you mm-hmm. have to, for lead, playing lead Alphaba, you have to give up your entire life. Like Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. is what you're doing. To me, it just takes every bit of energy Mm -hmm. from you. And was it, because Jackie Burns told us that it took her until her second or third contract to feel totally comfortable and be able to have fun doing it. What was your experience? Like from from early, early on too? From doing it as as lead. As lead, I think. I don't remember that as much. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I was a little, I think I was pretty comfortable at that time. Like I, it was kind of like, I wanted this to happen. Now it's happening. And now I'm enjoying it. And I did enjoy it. And sometimes, you know, Wicked's crazy in the way that, you know, (laughs) it just is. We just go a little Mm -hmm. nuts, you know, alphabet crazy. And you either lose your voice or your body or your brain. I feel like the standby to principal journey is very special in a way that is different from like the tour to Broadway journey. Yeah. And did you feel um, like any kind of way now having a standby? I think being a standby for so long before being a principal or before being lead taught me what that track goes through. And Mm. so I... Mm -hmm. I hope that I kind of took the torch and was like, I know where this person's coming from. I'm going to try to let them know when I'm calling out because, you know, like it's hard to do those eight shows a week and sometimes you need a rest. Mm -hmm. Like I know that you guys always say, let the alphabets rest. Let them rest. (laughs) Let them rest. Like, oh, come on. Please let them rest. I want that on a t-shirt, anti-theaterly. Actually, same, same. I would absolutely wear it. I would absolutely wear that. Let the alphabets rest. I think you can really like first. You can like really. I think so. Make make a good buck off of that. I'm saying it's not a bad idea. Um, Because people know. I I, yes, I will be your model. I'll be your Instagram model. Just kidding. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, yeah. So so it's exhausting, and so every time I was kind of like you know. I want to let my standby know. I want them to feel appreciated. I want to feel like that they're not like the second fiddle. Like this is a team mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Like we are. Especially with a role like Alphaba, the standby is so important, I think. Yes, because if you, if there's not like a cover that can help you out, it, you feel so much pressure anyway. Mm-hmm. It just goes through the roof if you're like, well, I now I have to do this no matter what. And it's exhausting. Mm -hmm. And so it does feel kind of like a team. At least that's what it felt like in my experience, depending Mm -hmm. on who the, I I was very lucky to stand by for some really wonderful girls. Nobody ever treated me like trash, you know, Mm -hmm. but I know that it happens. I know that it happens. I know that people get scared of their cover, you know, you know, territorial or whatever, but I always had a wonderful, wonderful experience with the girls I understudied or, or stood by for. And that kind of showed me too how to live as the lead with mm. other standbys and, and covers. Who was your first standby? I feel like we should know this. I think it was Mary-Kate Morrissey. It was either Mary-Kate Morrissey or Emily Cook. I don't remember which came first. Love Terrific. Yeah. <laughs> 
and they were lovely, you know? And, and so it, it always, to me, it felt, I wanted it to feel more like we're on the same team kind of thing. Yeah. Right. That's such a yeah. good attitude. To, it's like such an, it takes a village attitude as opposed to. Well, and that's to... like the whole show too. It's not just Elphaba's show. It's not just Glinda's show. Like there's mm-hmm. a whole cast of, literally a cast of people <laughs> and, and the people backstage, you know, that are making the magic happen. Like. This is yeah, not The ensemble has a lot to do, especially when you compare Wicked to like contemporary Broadway musicals. The ensemble has so much to do in Wicked as they opposed do. to like what's currently playing on Broadway, you know, in the new yeah. seasons. Yeah. It's like every time I go back to Wicked, I'm shocked by how much they do. They make the story come to life. Mm-hmm. And uh, along with the rest of the characters, but without the without the ensemble, like it would be like Alphabet doesn't dance. Be, like I need to no. see some dancing. Yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> it's Broadway, come on. Um, yeah. So so for everything, I I like to feel like it's more of like we're all on a team, not like I'm the mm-hmm. lead of this. But it's just like wow, what a privilege to get to be with these people on stage all making this story happen and sharing it with Mm -hmm. everyone. Yeah. So talk us through that first time you got asked to come stand by on Broadway because I imagine that was like a big moment for you. It was a big moment. I obviously had never been on Broadway before. Mm -hmm. I This would be my Broadway debut and it would be doing this role that I really loved very much. And, and I committed um, to for so long. Yeah, for already at that point, very long time. That was uh, 2015, 16, something like that. 16. Yeah. 16. There you go. <laughs> that's what our notes You say. know. No, I think you're right. I think that's, I think your notes are correct. Um, so I, I moved from the tour to Broadway and that's kind of, you know, I, that's what I wanted. I wanted to move to Broadway mm-hmm. after that. And I think again, it was my agents who were like, Hey, they would like to move you to Broadway. And I was like, okay. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and so I went okay. and I was transferring with other people, you know, that were moving to Broadway too. And this has been a pattern in my life, but I would go in and, and they would, because I'm the standby, they would want to rehearse the leads, which makes sense to me. Mm. So I would like mm-hmm. watch a lot. And this happened with both. I was in Frozen as well, uh, uh, standing mm-hmm. by for oh, Casey and Levy. Oh, we know. Which we want to talk about. <laughs> okay, we'll talk about that later. Um, I came in and it was my Broadway debut and I had not really had a rehearsal. Definitely not a put in. Uh, on Broadway, but the show's different on Broadway than it is yeah. on tour. Yeah, sure yeah. is. And I was terrified. Terrified. Oh my God. And so I, I was... <laughs> You know, I was very nervous and, and people were like, well, you've done this before. I'm like, it's not the same. Also, it's my not Broadway debut. Terrifying. Doing that without yeah. a rehearsal and without a put in. On the biggest and stage like, in the world. Like- way more stairs. There's so many stairs. Why are there so many yeah. stairs? I also love Kevin referring to the Gershwin as the biggest stage in the world. I mean, like physically, that stage is humongous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a <laughs> It is it's huge. So and there's big. lots of there's and lots of raked. running. There's lots of screaming. It's raked. So we're on all mm-hmm. of our bodies are sideways. You know? Yeah. It's and really just the bonkers. like different you come through a trap door and stuff. The differences between so different. four, I would so feel like warrant we, a put in rehearsal. We had done like some of the technical elements. Like I went up into the okay. levitator, not while okay. singing or anything, just as like a technical <laughs> thing. Like and they're like, safety, okay, and then yeah. you do, do exactly safety things. You're gonna do this run up, run down, but I never had done it like all consecutively as a show. <laughs> I had never done the full wow. show on the Gershwin stage. Until, Until I had my Broadway debut and basically blacked out the whole time because I was just like, this is the craziest thing ever. 
Yeah. Yeah. So that's how that's how I made my Broadway debut, and I did not enjoy it. I didn't. Oh. I I wish that I had, but I, I did not enjoy yeah. it. I think I freaked myself out. Mm. And luckily, you've had a lot of time since then. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> luckily, yes. <laughs> Yes, we've come back around, and now I'm yeah. just like, okay, yeah, now I definitely don't need rehearsals. <laughs> yeah, you want me to come when? <laughs> you want me to come when? You need me to have a rehearsal now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We had a listener ask, what is your difference between Alphaba and the way that you play Alphaba pre-pandemic and post-pandemic? Has Ooh. that informed anything in this most recent era of you playing Alphaba? Because it does feel like different time periods. And I feel like I'm a different person also Mm -hmm. right you know it's so different I think I've come to I feel like at during the pandemic I had no choice but to look internally at my own self and learning things about myself and kind of looking at these characters that I've played both Elphaba and Elsa and how they've Mm -hmm. kind of all their lives felt a certain way and trying to cover up this power that they have. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. I feel like during the pandemic, I kind of looked internally and I was like, what is holding me back? You know, Mm -hmm. how can Mm -hmm. I go on this same journey? Mm -hmm. What can I learn from these roles I've already played? Mm -hmm. And then can I play them again, but in with a different context as the actor? But then... (laughs) Wait, talk us through the Omicron of it all, because we were a little confused of, like, how everything lined up with all the Avenger squad that they brought in. Right. (laughs) It was, was like, the perfect storm of, like, um, sick. People getting um, sick. People getting injured. um, Uh Uh-huh. It really was a crazy time. COVID, like, ripping through these companies. Like, ripping through them. Like, I think I came in five different times... During uh-huh. that COVID period before I got on this contract for standby. And was um, it always a last minute ask? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so they'd be like, uh, I'd be sitting on my couch here where I'm sitting right now. And I'd be like, you know, I like to embroider. I was embroidering and like watching uh-huh. television. And uh, Mary Beth, the stage manager, will just she'd just call me and she'd be like, hey, are you in town? And I'd be like, yeah, what's going on? She's like, um... Could you possibly like come in to cover to stand by? Yeah. And I was like, oh, uh, yeah. Uh, when do you when do you need me to come in? She was like, now. And so, like, oh my god. That's what happened like numerous times. And and, and I by loved the fifth it because time, it was, like, are you just like, Ugh, Mary Beth's calling? Like, no, gotta get my like, shoes on. Like, <laughs> and I told her too, and I was like, look, I'm unemployed right now. I love doing yeah. this. I love these people in this building. If you need me, please call me because mm. I love to do it. It's mm-hmm. not, you're not, I'm not, I don't feel like put out by that. I was happy yeah, to do yeah, it. Yeah. Good. It was exciting for was me to go back. Was it easy to do? Or, because yeah, even like though you've been doing in. it for so long, I imagine it's still hard to just like jump right into. I had like, been doing it so right long, but exactly, because I had left in 2017. Mm. I had left Wicked in oh. 2017 to open Frozen. Um, and so I hadn't yeah. done it since 2017. And That's then when I got called back after the pandemic, or after the shutdown, you know, I, it had been five years since I had done Alphaba. Mm. And I was like, I don't Did you even. Did in for this? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I didn't have a put in for Frozen either. It was, it was during previews oh and there was no put in. Like, oh my God. There's just a history there with put ins. Like, all right, I guess yeah, yeah, yeah. put ins are for other people. Alyssa Fox, um, she doesn't need it. a put in. I mean, I probably should have one just for, you know, safety reasons, but no, I, but I didn't, but I did not. 
And, oh my and God. Uh, when we got into the rehearsal, we I had like, oh, you know, they rehearsed me for maybe three days or something like that. Because they were like, how much do you need? And I was like, I actually don't know. So let's get in the room and see how much I remember. Yeah. Yeah. And so we went into like the rehearsal hall that's at the Gershwin. And there, and I was like, okay, FYI, don't know how much I know of this. And she was like, okay, we'll just take it. And I did the whole show. And I was just, it just like my body started to move. My mouth started to like speak and sing the words. And I was just like, something in, it's in there. It like stayed in there. And then I'm just like, what else is in there that I remember? So like, like maybe I like remember all kinds of stuff from school. I just don't know how to tap into it. So it was just kind of like, it just came out of me. Some, I guess after all those years, and then hearing mm-hmm. it eight times a week, it's gonna stay with you sure. in some sort of way. Plus, emotionally, yeah. it's important to me, and so I think I it just was stored away for safekeeping for later, back there. Yeah. Do you feel like um, all of your experience, like standing by and on principle, allowed you to kind of find like a reliable alphabet within yourself, like? what your show is and how yeah. like, the show you can do I, at yeah. the drop of a hat like that. Yeah. I'll I say, think- I saw you like a month ago and you are so comfortable in this role. Yeah. I and feel it's still exciting and exhilarating, but you can tell that you are just kind of chilling through it, which is nice to see. Living in it. <laughs> Trying to. I'm glad. I'm glad that it came off that way. Yeah, I think I've got, I I think it is like I've done it so long that it feels comfortable. Like I'm not nervous mm-hmm. before the show. Of course you get nervous if you have like a like a cold or something. That's so hard mm-hmm. to do this particular show and this mm-hmm. particular role feeling any little bit under the weather. So, I think after doing it so many times, I kind of learned how to navigate both my voice and mm-hmm. got to know the character so well, being like what can I play with? Mm-hmm. You know, with this new actor or with this new actor or what am what are the new things that I'm getting out of this? I will say mm-hmm. I used to be in no good deed alphaba. Mm. And now oh, you're jumping the gun. I love it. Oh man. I love it. That's all right. That's all right. That's oh! all right. I'm so <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I just this was like a very like pre-post pandemic thing. It was. Pre-pandemic, okay. Okay, I yeah. felt pre-pandemic felt very no good deed alphaba. Like balls to okay. the wall, pissed off. Whatever. That's like I like mm-hmm. lived in that. And now yeah. after after we came back, I was finding so many new things in Defying Gravity that I mm-hmm. I don't think you I You are a quintessential ever... Defying Gravity alphabet to me. I mean Oh, I love that. <laughs> okay. Well good, because I identify with that now. And I did it before, but now I do. Yeah, talk a little bit more about that. I think the way I have kind of adjusted myself pre and post ish pandemic mm-hmm. is very it's a lot about is about about presence and being mm-hmm. fully present wherever you are and not being like in in your head or having some sort of like ego experience of like this is my show mm. I'm just gonna impress everyone with my voice you know I'm gonna yeah. riff as much as possible and then blow everyone away and they'll never forget me it was more like <laughs> Let's be present and let's figure out what we can learn from this personally or what I can mm. learn from this personally by doing it and learning from the people around me, whoever that those people may be. So it was very mm-hmm. much like I was finding so many new things in Defying Gravity because that is the song where she finds her power mm-hmm. or she owns her power. It's not the song where she finds her power. It's the song where she owns her power. And yeah. it's if you think about it in terms of me as the actress, getting to play that as Elphaba outside of Alyssa Fox teaches mm-hmm. teaches Alyssa Fox how to do it for herself. Mm. 
Right. So it's like a lesson every time I feel like now something is much deeper there within myself with the character. So I'm glad that it I'm glad that it comes off grounded because yeah. it, it feels it, <laughs> it feels it feels grounded. Yeah. It was. I was just like, she is so comfy right now. <laughs> I just love it. I think that's really what guides it. I was just I just love it, you know. Right. Which I think is coming through in just talking to you. I'm really I think you are the most enthusiastic actress we have had. Really? Well, I'm kind yeah. of an enthusiastic person in general. So like <laughs> that tracks. That tracks. <laughs> okay, so I remember from your two truths and a lie that Adina Menzel has seen your performance as Alphaba, which I she think did. is something very few people can say. Right. Yeah. And I didn't really believe it. My mother was there that <laughs> night and I had a few friends there wow. that night because I think they were planned performances. I think they were planned performances. Okay. Um, and I was just backstage and I came back in the dressing room for intermission. I checked my phone. My mom was like, Idina Menzel's here. And I was like, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> okay, like, There's no way my mom knows like what she looks like. <laughs> but she, I was like, okay, cool. Mm-hmm, sure. And then my friend Maddie texted me. He was like, um, I, Idina's here with her son. And I was like, Your wait. Your stage manager didn't tell you ahead of time? No. Nobody told me. It was like it was like they want. It was like they wanted to keep it a secret, you sure, know. Sure. And so I, there was here. never any like absolutely. She's here. You're gonna see her after. You know, like sh- whatever. Yeah. Like, and I had never met her before. Cool. And <laughs> yeah. so when we came off stage, like she was just standing there backstage. Like we got off from bows, and here's Idina with her son, who's like asleep. And she was, like, <laughs> and she was so kind. And she was like, um, "That was that was the first time since I've been here that I've watched the whole show." Right. Well, there was another instance I think where she went, where she left at intermission. I don't right. think it was you though. She did not yeah. leave because she was there at the end of the show. I have yeah. picture right, proof right, right. with Carolyn's. Wait, we need <laughs> the picture. I have the receipts. You know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Have you posted so. that picture online? Like a long time ago. I'm not very good at social media, but yeah. maybe I'll have to bring that one back. Yeah, we, yeah, or pass. send it to us and we'll post it with this episode. You got it. <laughs> I will. I will. But that okay, was special. Yeah. Listeners so were asking there. for clarity on that. She okay. came to the show and she saw the whole thing. Her 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 son was asleep, but she saw the whole thing. I <laughs> swear right. to you. We believe you. We believe you. <laughs> What an honor. Okay, so switching gears to Frozen, you were standing by again for a former Alphaba. Something that came up to me was, what did you notice a distinct difference between standing by and Frozen and standing by and Wicked? Well, I think character-wise in general, or like mm-hmm. the 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 difficulty, I guess, of it. Right. Because Caroline Bowman was on the podcast too, and she told us that Alphaba was definitely harder than Elsa, if oh, I'm remembering that correctly. Yes. Absolutely harder. Elsa harder. gets to sit like, down. Elsa like gets to leave the stage and like go sip on some tea in the dressing room. Elphaba's over Elsa's here, a like, little bit of a park and bark role. She in is a park show. and bark, and I live for it. You get to wear like the most gorgeous costumes, and then you like you get the basically that like moment. run out. You have that moment. It's like very powerful and like awesome. But you basically come yeah. out. Sometimes you run a little bit, but then you like scream, and then you go back to your dressing room. But there was time yeah. to go back to your dressing room, and like in in Wicked, you're basically every change is a quick change except for intermission so like Mm, everything's just like it's like one after another it's like like running a marathon Mm -hmm, every show and so frozen was definitely different in that way 
Because even though okay. it was difficult vocally, it was just not near as hard physically. Was it nice to be doing something different than yes. Wicked at this this point in your career? Yes, mm-hmm. yes. And okay. I felt and I felt the calling to do that too. When I saw that they okay. were bringing Frozen, I told my agents, so I was like, "Can you get me? Can me in there? Mm-hmm. Can you mm-hmm. get me an appointment? Sure." So I I was very happy that I got to do that, and and you know, because I had basically only done Wicked up until that point. Up mm-hmm. until 2017. Yeah. So it was like my entire career was just wicked. Mm-hmm. And so I really did want to like branch out. But it was another Dina role. <laughs> yeah. It was. But that's okay. <laughs> yeah. Look, I wouldn't mind if she did other things. And then I'd follow her and do those things. <laughs> right. And I'd just be keeping employed, you know. That would be nice. That would be pretty yeah. cool. It was cool standing by for a KC too because I knew that she had kind of knew what both of those were too. Mm. Did you guys have that moment where like we both played alpha? But I'm always curious yeah, about that. It's such she's, a dumb question. She's so, but. she's so kind. And I think there was always like a knowing. And and I had played it a lot more recently than she had. She's done mm-hmm. so many things since then. Sure. So it, it was definitely like I felt close to her because we had both experienced that. that. Mm-hmm. And and yeah. I think, you know, a lot of the girls that have played Elsa have played Alphaba. Right. So. Yeah. It's kind of we talk about the Jenna Alphabet Jenna pipeline. Yeah. It's yeah. also an Alphabet Elsa. Yeah. Yes, very much <laughs> so. Buzz. Yeah. Yes, Elsa yeah. Buzz. We Elsa love Elsa Buzz. Buzz. <laughs> okay, so since you answered our Alphabet question, let's do it for Frozen. Were you a dangerous to dream? Let it go or monster? Elsa? Oh come on! Let it go. <laughs> like, I love dangerous not, to dream. He said, that's oh, not come a on. question. <laughs> not a question. Let it go. <laughs> I could see an argument for Monster. I could see an argument for Monster. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Because it's like, you know, you get to like really like rock and roll sing and pants. There are pants involved. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But for me, for me, let it go. It was like the energy coming from the audience. There's something about live performance that really gets me. And that song mm-hmm. in particular, people go nuts over. Mm-hmm. And we had some right. a pretty young audience a lot of the time. And sure. a lot of them it was their first Broadway show, but they knew that song, you know. You know <laughs> that pretty much everyone in the audience knew that song. And so when that piano part at the beginning of Let yeah. It Go starts, <gasps> yeah. you hear mm-hmm. you hear the inhale and the yeah. whispers. And not just mm-hmm. from kids, but like From the gays. From the gays. <laughs> <laughs> Very that. From the parents trying to like keep their kids from singing along, you know? Like (laughs) it was very exciting. And then like the whole journey of that song going the whole song is an arc, you know? Like Mm -hmm. she starts off one way and then like goes into another thing. Kind of like defying gravity, even though she's a little bit further along at that point. Kind of Um, like the wizard. There are very much parallels between the three songs in each, actually, I think. They line up. Yeah. Yeah. That's true, actually. Which is maybe just a musical structure, but it probably is. The I want song. The, yep, yeah. Yep. Yeah. The climax and then yep. the big, like emotional And then the big <laughs> 11 o'clock number. Yep. Yeah. So Elsa was very cool too, but it was definitely a let it go. Was And you did the entire moment. Broadway run, right? I did. I did, yeah. And the pre-Broadway tryout. I didn't go on then, but I went on in previews gotcha. before Broadway company mm-hmm. opened. So. Wow. Yeah. Uh, oh, Alyssa, this has been so fun. I Thank you so much for joining us. Where can people find you online? They can find me at pretty much just on Instagram. I'm kind of a lurker on Twitter at Alyssa Fox, but Instagram I am at Alyssa Joy Fox. Mm-hmm. So I post more stories than anything, but and I'm not very good at that Don't either. We all. But <laughs> but 
That's where you can That's find amazing. Me. Awesome. Well, thank you for joining us, Alyssa, for our Wicked Day episode. I don't yes. know if you knew this, but this is our Wicked Day episode. I did not know episode. that. Yes, it's Wicked Day. Happy Wicked Day, Alyssa. <laughs> Happy Wicked Day. <laughs> 19 years. And counting. Years. Somebody told me any, yesterday. like, fun promo stuff for Wicked Day? Mm, but you can talk no. about that? <laughs> I think we're having some sort of a party, but, like, that's... I am not uh-huh. actually sure what that will be. Like a right. sheet. Well, this um, is the celebration. This is my celebration. I will celebrate <laughs> it with just you two online. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> All right. Kevin, that was such a great interview. Alyssa Fox is so fun. Really, I'm like buzzing still. I'm trying to think, because there's another interview that I felt similarly to this afterwards, where I was just kind of like on a high of that was so incredible. Oh yeah, who was oh, that? Oh, I can't remember. I mean, every interview has been great. Alyssa, thank you so much for joining. Yeah, honestly, and thank you so much for being so giving with your energy on your night off, because honestly, honestly. we know how tired you are. <laughs> How tired you must be. Which I think, okay, let's just dive into it. That energy, as she talked about, she's addicted to playing Elphaba. And I think, and she's just a very enthusiastic person in real life. It's so, I don't think admirable is the right word. It's so exciting to me, I think, to talk to an actress who, after playing Elphaba for over a decade, is still so excited, so happy, still wants to go on to do principal on Broadway, like still has that in her sights. Like it was just so refreshing, I think to talk yeah. to Alyssa Fox. I do too. And it's so funny because it's like for somebody who was not a theater kid, she has such right. theater kid energy really <laughs> about does. Wicked. Like it's so, I was, I mean, it's just like, it's so charming because it's like you're speaking to somebody whose like actual literal gateway dream came true. Like, yeah. like what made her want to do this Happened. Yeah, and that was something that I thought was super interesting too, where she was like, that first non-equity call I went into, I knew I was going to book Alphaba. That Wild. level of confidence, I think, is so cool. And I do too. For that to be happening in 2010 and for her to be the current Alphaba standby in 2022 is just such an insane journey. There were a lot of parallels between her journey and Jenny Genoa's journey, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, and I think, well, what's interesting too is it's like, the two of them are in such a class of their own in terms mm-hmm. of like their relationship to this show mm-hmm. because there's just, there are not many other alphabas that I can think of that have such a varied experience with the show. Yeah. Like with so many contracts and so many companies and like- It's such a committed experience. It's such a committed experience. And I think Alyssa really hit on it when she was like, like to do this show, to do any show for that long, it either has to be like the most convenient, like <laughs> perfectly balanced job, or you have to love it, like it so much. Yeah. Right, right. It's it's very much, it is like a love for the show that carries these long running alphabas through, mm-hmm. which is not to say it doesn't have ups and downs, of course, but like or like good, good that, parts and bad parts. I do think that mentality and that outlook she has on the role does play a factor into why she has been asked back so many times because you want to work with people who genuinely are excited to be in the room and to do the job that you're asking them to do, you know? Yes, and I would imagine especially a role that is as taxing on the actor as Alphaba is, 
that is like doubly as true because it's like when the work is that much harder, the attitude has to be that much better. I did think it was very interesting that she was not a theater person growing up. I agree. It's always the girlies who like, and even when she was like, oh yeah, like I mostly listen to like indie rock music. And I was like, and I bet that's why you can sing Alphaba willy nilly. If if you You were like- Kevin. We're doing our gay little podcast, but it's like we really are uncovering a lot of themes and common through lines between this role and the type of woman who plays this role. Yeah. I don't think we give ourselves enough credit. I don't think we do. We are the official investigatory podcast of Wicked the Musical. A job. If you like the Sunset Project, you'll love Sentimental Men. I love the Sunset Project. I if do you guys too. Haven't listened uh, to the Sunset Project by Broadway Bob? Go listen to it. Oh, I'm gonna re-listen to it before the Kennedy Center. We should talk about the Kennedy Center. So Stephanie J. Block is doing Norma Desmond and Sunset Boulevard at the Kennedy Center. We obviously want to go. Here's my question, Kevin. Does Connor want to go as well? Probably. Okay. If he's is here, gonna be, if he's, if he's unless here, unless he's like working. Tickets yeah. go on sale early November, so we just need to figure that out. I do have a, another group that wants to go. I'm trying to figure out like, are we gonna combine? Yeah, I know you want to do like a caravan. Yeah, and you shot it down, so I don't need to do the caravan. <laughs> I didn't Guys, shoot it I down. Texted I, Kevin and I said, "You Listen. do this to me in front of microphones <laughs> and only in said. front of microphones. I, I cannot stand you. I don't want to do like this a podcast place. anymore." <laughs> And like, it's a hey. neutral place. <laughs> I can't stand you. I texted Kevin and I was like, hey, what are your thoughts? I feel like a lot of people want to go see Stephanie J. Block and Sunset Boulevard in DC. What if we like got together this big group to like party bus down to DC? We all stay in the same hotel. We all get dinner before and then we all sit together for Sunset Boulevard. Kevin was not super enthusiastic about that idea, which I understand from like a logistics point where it is just a headache. And I do think if we do this, I think it'd be cute to like at least all go to the same restaurant before and like yeah, even rent out a room and we can all just hang out and then go to the show together. My response was not, I don't want to see the show with anybody. I wasn't I took like- it as a... I'm I just meant I want to I want to go to sleep in my own bed that night. Like DC well, is we'd close. We all get a hotel. That, no, I don't want to stay. Oh, over. you? Wanna I want to like come leave. down, see the show, and do you want to see a matinee? Though I'm just thinking of the logistics. I don't know. The I can figure the logistics out later. You went to a hotel. I just did not have it in my head when How I fun was to do a DC weekend. When I was envisioning the the experience, I did not go to multiple days. The way you did. But also, it's like your birthday weekend. Is it? Oh, wow. It's like the weekend before your birthday. So, so if I, I requested you to be there. Of course. Right. Like, I'm not going to. Quincy, I went, went all the way back uptown and back downtown for your birthday. Get your ID. To get my ID. Wait, that did make me think. You know what we should ask Auntie Theaterly to do for us? To set up time with SJB while she's at the Kennedy Center. Mm. We go interview her backstage at the Kennedy Center and we spend the weekend there. For my birthday. I never should have mentioned that it was the weekend. <laughs> That's what I'm putting out Because now I am trapped. Anti-theaterly, please make that happen. That feels doable, actually. And would be so cute. Yeah. Anyway, Alyssa Fox was great. I loved her mentality of the whole company being a team, but like really specifically, I love when the relationship between the lead Alphaba and the standby Alphaba or any role Mm -hmm. is like that of a partnership because it's, I think it's such a healthier attitude to say like, 
this is my other half in in taking on this mammoth responsibility as opposed to saying like this is the person who saves me when I'm in trouble. I think that's probably a very special perspective that is informed by the fact that she has been a standby to so many women. Yeah. And as she said, she had such, she had good relationships with all of them. So to pass that forward. Yeah, and I did like how she was making a concerted effort to be good to her standbys, having mm-hmm. been a standby. It was really, I think, spoke a lot about the type of person she is. I have a major crush on Alyssa Fox after this interview. I know. I love her bangs. Yeah, I her little haircut. I know. Ah. I love Alyssa Joy Fox. I'll say it. <laughs> Honestly, thank you so much. I'm so glad this was our Wicked Day episode. It feels really Me special. Me too. I love talking to the the girls when they're in the show. Yeah. It's Maybe like a, a really special perspective. It was also nice to just do an alphabet interview after so long. We were I back know. in our bag. Uh, speaking of dusting it off and just doing it with no rehearsal, I feel like at this point... You could call me at 6.45 and say, Kevin, are you free to interview, I'm not going to say her real name, are you free to interview Lindsay Heather Pierce sure. in 15 minutes? And I would say, Quincy, I can do it in 10. I mean, yeah, I do feel like there is, which I realized with this, because I was a little bit stressed before we started this, work and life has just been crazy for both of us. So we didn't have a ton of time to prep for this. So I was a little bit stressed, but there is something about just like doing, just like Alyssa Joy Fox not getting a put in rehearsal. Just it's sitting in down and interviewing an alphaba, it's in us. It's in us. <laughs> some people are born to play alphaba, some people are born to talk to alphaba, and <laughs> neither of those groups need to dance, you know? Like. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, welcome to the new Auntie Theaterly era. I'm realizing yes. now, we recorded the next episode you all are going to hear from us before this episode, and the mm. next episode is when we introduce the concept of Auntie Theaterly, so that's a oh, little bit yeah. of continuation for you all, but just know... You'll, We're excited be okay. to be in this era. Auntie Theaterly is here to help. Auntie Theaterly is going to get us backstage at the Kennedy Center for Sunset Boulevard. <laughs> I love to imagine Auntie Theaterly like listening to these episodes. Like, I'm going to do what with the Kennedy Center? <laughs> I'm waiting. I don't think we should bring it up to the powers that be at Auntie Theaterly and wait to see when they bring it up to us. Oh, to make sure they're listening. Yeah, to, to the make episodes. sure they're paying attention to. The yeah, okay. We're I think it'll probably be like the day after we. <laughs> But okay, let's ca- let's see if we catch him. <laughs> You've been listening to Sentimental Men from Theaterly. This episode was produced by Quincy Brown, Kevin Bianchi, and the team at Theaterly. Thanks to Anthony Abitangelo, the most swankified podcast editor in town. And another thanks to Michaela Reynolds for making us look downright osmopolitan in our new key art. And to Julia DeMarzo for our logo design. If you want to get in touch, send us an email. We love to hear from you all. You can reach us at sentmenpod at theaterly.com. That's T-H-E-A-T-R-E-L-Y. You can also connect with us across social media on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at sentmenpod. Thanks for tuning in. Till next time, I'm Quincy. And I'm Kevin. All right, everyone. Happy Wicked Day to all and to all a good night.